Everybody, uh, welcome to the Coffee uh, Talk podcast by Colstack, which is uh, branching out of our main episodes of the React Native Show podcast. And on Coffee Talk, we usually drink coffee and we talk about just development subject. And one of the uh, hot development subject out there right now is an npm kiosk from Remotion from Johnny Burger. So in today's episode. I'm fortunate to have Johnny with us and to have Michał Pieszkała with me to help me out with the NPM stuff, with some questions and with some context. So let's get started. Um, yeah. Michał, maybe you can start by explaining. No, sorry. I, will, I, I want Johnny to start with the problem that okay, they had at Remotion they tried to solve with uh, NPM Kiosk. Yeah, um, thanks a lot for having me on and I'm glad to be able to talk about the NPM Kiosk. So, um, you know, I think every open source project should have some strategy on how they want to survive, I think just uh doing everything for free having without having no sponsorship and uh, just uh doing all the issues um it only scales so much and for remotion i think we want to experiment a bit with selling certain components for remotion so maybe not the most essential ones but um a few presets that are that look nice and that are desirable and that people would want to pay money for it. And so how do you sell a React component? Um, to, to sell a component, you kind of need to guard it as private and only give access to it to people who buy it. And there very few solutions out there like private uh, registries um, but all of them were all had some problems and would not make it that easy for the buyer so that's why I hacked together a project called NPM kiosk which aims to make that whole process easier yeah so I want Mihao to chim in right now and maybe um give context to some of the solutions that you just mentioned, Miho. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we've had a pretty similar problem um, or a challenge, uh, I would say, with uh, when when we, we were uh, getting the new library that we've uh, developed for one of our clients and uh, um, and then we wanted to make it uh, open source, but before making it open source, we want to um, gather some some testing group, some some alpha or beta testers. Uh, and the library I'm talking about is uh, Reassure, and uh, the, we uh, announced it on uh, AppJS uh, last last year, uh, somewhere around uh, June. And uh, um, as it happened, we uh, 
like I was finding, uh, I was trying to find a solution for um, like not open sourcing the code yet, uh, but be able to uh, let the users uh, use the, the package that would be um, available on, for example, a uh, private NPM. So the uh, like pri private NPM registry. Um, so, um, so what I figured uh, was uh, the the best solution at the time was uh, actually using a private registry. This was also a similar strategy to what Remix did when they first um, first announced their library, and uh, it created a all sorts of problems uh, because uh, I needed to um, figure out how to um how to add this uh private registry to a problem project uh, i needed to um put the library on the registry make sure that it works create a uh, instruction for users uh or our beta testers uh to on how to how to use it and i also uh needed to create a uh a team for this um, for this tool, and uh, uh, we used uh, ByteSafe, and uh, uh, apparently, uh, like for the first few days, uh, it turned out that uh, I picked a uh, I assigned the developers to the wrong teams, so they didn't have a chance to even uh, download the, the uh, library itself. So uh, so they needed to wait a few days. Uh, uh, someone from ByteSafe, actually, and I'm very thankful to them uh, to reach me out actively, uh, reach out to me and said, hey, you need to uh, click this and that for every of those 50 people that uh, signed out this this time or, or something like that. And uh, so this was a really cumbersome experience. And uh, uh, as it turned out, uh, there wasn't like too much um, um, too much attention from from those uh, early adopters. Uh, let's say I think there is uh, uh, this high barrier of entry uh, prevented them from uh, using the the tool easily, so they just didn't. Uh, and uh, we figured that hey, we're gonna open source it uh, two weeks later anyway. Um, yeah, so and, I guess the high bar, yeah. the high entry barrier you are speaking about is the authentication part, right? Because you have to distribute the the, the, the authentication I mean, to everyone to to I mean, yeah, be able yeah. to reach so, this package. So uh, when you wanted to be a part of this uh, um, beta tester group, you would need to sign up to a third party service, uh, the ByteSafe. Uh, then you needed to to go through a few steps to to add the custom registry etc and then download this specific package from the certain registry so it was very very much cumbersome and yeah. we eventually uh, dropped the idea because uh, because it was this way and uh, and I would never do it again uh, like I would probably go with uh, adding people to uh, github directly um, so so that they have the access to the um to the project and can can download it uh, um, this way but it would also be 
um, cumbersome. They would need to create forks or whatever. Uh, so that's that's why I, when I first seen uh, uh, your uh, video on NPM kiosk, I was super super excited. Uh, and the first question uh, I had is: Is it possible to create like free packages? Through uh, through npm kiosk, but uh, still be a part of this uh, um, closed solution for, for. How about NPM. how about we start from the beginning though? How about we start by <laughs> explaining what the kiosk even is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Johnny. Um, yeah, like uh, like you your anecdote that you told already said uh, said everything that. These private registries can be really troublesome. It sounds really easy, but in the end, you have to synchronize some secrets across uh, teams. And especially if you then want to sell your NPM package, it is all about making the user experience super nice, right? So I tried to make a nice, I was looking to create a nice user experience for getting an NPM package, a private NPM package. And I was looking at, okay, what ways are out there to install an NPM package? Okay, you can get it directly from the NPM registry. You can use private registries with secrets. You can specify a Git repo, but that repo has to be public. And there's the possibility to download an NPM package from a tarball, so essentially just a zip file, which has all the contents of the package. And that made me think, okay, um, having a link uh, seems like the most promising way to do it. And I came up with the idea, what if this link would point to a serverless function, which uh, then grabs that private package and forwards it to the client with some possibility to do some validation. Like for example, check if somebody has a receipt or is, uh, not any other way authenticated, or maybe you can rate limit it. You can, but now we have an opportunity to write some code that determines whether a user should be allowed to download the package or not. And yeah, this is the idea. Uh, okay, so you are selling some parts of Remotion, not all of it, but like I said, some plugin here and there, some most wanted features, some uh, quality of life improvements, let's say, and uh, you charge for it. So what is what system handles the... Um, the charging and how do you stitch it to your serverless function? Yes. So, um, in in my case, I decided I I want to charge for it. Of course, there are some there are other ways you could uh, use this mechanic. You could make a free package, but the user has to watch an ad, um, <laughs> yeah. or you give a private generate a private link for someone that has like a password in it. Um, so the, <laughs> which That's evil. <laughs> and people hate it by the way, but I think 
putting like watching an ad to download an npm package could actually be no choking a good idea especially for packages which have like three million downloads a week um they they could maybe make enough pennies that uh, maybe sum up to a bigger amount um but but anyway i decided to use a stripe payment link that is a link that you can give to someone and they can pay pay an amount they can buy a product and you do not have to code anything which is a very nice attribute and the reason why i chose it it's easy to set up and after you pay through that payment link you can set a custom redirect url so i redirect this back to the npm kiosk where we have like a transaction received ID and I can use that. It's like very long and random. So I use that as the secret for downloading the, the NPM package. And another nice attribute of it is that we, we do not need a database. Whenever we need to see, has somebody bought it, we just directly call Stripe, see the Stripe API, see if they have bought it. We can even like use Stripe metadata fields to like read and write um, certain values. And that way we do not need to set up a database, which I think, you know, oh, now I need to, I need to worry about getting a Postgres and setting up my schema and yeah, everything is, like that. This is super smart because uh, you also don't need to handle uh, all the payments, all the user data. Um, it's it's out there stripe handles it and uh you can just get the money right? that's like a super nice feature uh that that stripes enables and uh yeah I'm, I'm really curious what else you can uh hack on with those stripe payments uh because this, this is like crazy idea and apparently it works really a lot yeah um i mean i i don't want to take too much uh, credit for the idea. I mean, it's just like a very basic plugging of uh, two APIs uh, uh, together. Yeah, um, I, 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 I was going to ask, um, how long have you been using it in production, in remotion, and do you have any issues with that? Do you had any problems that you had to resolve resolve before you announced it on Twitter and be before you got me and Michal excited about it? Um, so we don't really use it in production yet. For that, I kind of have to make my first private package yet. The only experience that I have was I figured I could sell the NPM kiosk through the NPM kiosk itself, kind of like as a fun meta way to demonstrate that it works. I think I've sold like five copies for it and made... 200 bucks from it. Awesome. And um, there were some some bugs, which I fixed now. <laughs> um, but I mean, if we want to scale it up, there are some issues and, and I have to admit that. So in that URL that you get, that secret, you, you need to also put it in your package JSON and effectively you commit the secret. Now, if you push that to a public repo, you can leak the secret and 
yeah, like somebody could also steal the package. In for, for this case, I I try to make a revoke functionality, which invalidates the secret. But even just privately, I send it via WhatsApp to my friend. Hey, here's the link. You can also have the NPM package for free. So I think a big issue of it is that it's not a perfectly secure system. And to the many people who have told me this, that it's not perfectly secure, I tell them it is It is by design. It's by design. Mm -hmm. um, it is always uh, a trade-off between how easy it is to implement such a system and security. Yeah. And since yeah. I think by default the UX is not very good, I am happy to make a system that is easy for the user, but then accept that there will be some rate of piracy. Yeah, and uh, also it's not like that you're losing something. Maybe someone would, wouldn't even pay for that. And also, uh, you will only figure out the actual scale of, I don't know, theft if uh, if enough people are going to use it, right? So I think that's like the future problem to have. And uh, um, it's something that you can um, probably tackle later if you uh, if you feel like, uh, even if it uh, breaks the experience or, but hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's just software, right? What's what's the damage for me if somebody yeah. pirates my software? It is uh, different than if somebody steals like physical goods from me. Um, so I encourage anyone, anybody who wants to sell something to think about um, what, what damage will happen to me if I have a lot of piracy, if I make it easy to pirate. And what what sales will I lose if I make the security so good that it will lead to a bad user experience? Um, we also see that, um, for example, with DRM for DVDs or or video games, it is wildly um, unpopular. Um, so you will also incur some loss by making it perfectly secure. So everybody has to decide on their own um, what their trade-off should be and make a decision that's best for them. Uh, yeah, so um, the question going back to the main functionality of Kiosk is um, you said you are not using it yet in production in Remotion. Uh, but you are selling kiosk through kiosk and you sold five. From those five people, are you aware that they're actually using it to sell some packages? On, on that front, I, I must say it has been rather disappointing. Um, I've not yet seen somebody use it for real. I mean, Some some people are looking at it a bit, but but like what's also very interesting is that there are so many nuances to this, and it's not exactly what uh, like 
there has not been yet a perfect match where, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Like one buyer wanted it for subscriptions. So they say, okay, you need to subscribe to my package. So they are now like adapting it to support subscriptions. Another buyer said, okay, I was just curious and also want to support it a bit, but I would really like it to be available for Python. <laughs> so now maybe they just said thank you for the idea and they will rebuild it for Python. Um, and I think I also lost so many sales because even my relatively unopinionated stack was not the perfect fit for them. So I got requests. Um, when will you integrate Bitcoin? When will you integrate uh, Gumroad? <gasps> Oh, man. Then will you implement you have, a free you trial? Have on your hands now two different um, packages. You have Remotion and you have Kiosk and you have the same difficult questions from users asking for features from both of them. So uh, I think I wish I had the same issues as you, the same problems as you, that you have two popular libraries uh, that people just want you to, to improve on. Um, I think think uh i want I, I wish you all the best with kiosk i feel like this can be a viable idea and this can be something that transforms the open source space from sponsorships on github to paid packages because um it's one 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 thing is to sponsor someone because I like this person. I like the idea. Another thing is the mm, I pay for what I use. I just love this functionality and and I pay because I uh, I download it. So yeah, best of luck to to all of these efforts and thank you so much, guys, for joining this coffee talk by Callstack. Uh, and I hope to see you around with more ideas just like that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on and uh, allowing me to share this idea with you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. -bye.